Before we start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to Zipster, local web people who help entrepreneurs and artists make kick-ass websites and get found online. Visit Zipster.com to find out more information. And on to the episode. This is Christine Benz, and you're listening to Free Pizza. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. Today we have the Adam Ditson in here, the one and only. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm very honored you're here. Um, we had a brief conversation just now, how we... Uh, probably we were in the same scenes yeah. kind of growing up and uh it kind of brought me back you name some bands that we used to go see and all that and those green street days green street days yeah you, I, I don't know why i don't know why i thought you were in greensboro but it makes sense that yeah, yeah. you know we mentioned winston that makes a lot more sense because you know sure. stephanie and all those yeah. individuals um but yeah man so how are you where are you from i'm good i'm from winston like i said or like you said um I grew up here, um, kind of born and raised, honestly, and I've kind of lived all over Winston. Um, I, for a brief stint, I lived in Charleston, but uh, for oh. a majority of my like 30 years plus ish alive, I have lived in Winston. So. You were wow, in Charleston. Okay, we'll, yes. we'll get to that in a second. Absolutely. Um, and you're a graphic designer in Winston Salem. Um, amazing one, by the way. I went through um, your whole site, and you work with uh, Google Fiber, Hopscotch, which is an amazing festival in mm-hmm. Raleigh. Um, Grangler as well yep. and some others that we will talk about as well but it, very impressive work um, I went through your Instagram and all that stuff when you first hit me up to do photos yeah. I guess you hit me to, hit me to do photos first yes. and then I <laughs> went to the podcast yeah. um, so it worked out perfectly but yeah. yes so let's talk about where this creative journey started with you yeah um, I, it's kind of weird I don't really have like a very like firm beginning as a designer um, it's really weird I tell this story that's very true um, my dad actually when I was young I remember kind of being like I don't, I don't think I'm I didn't perceive myself to be intelligent enough to be like what I thought you had to be I thought you had to be like a doctor or a lawyer and I was like I you know as, <laughs> as, as a very realistic like 10 year old child I was like I don't think I can do that man uh, and so I remember asking my dad one day I was like what do you think I'll be when I grow up and he was like I think you might end up being a graphic designer and I was like I don't even know what that is what? and so yeah so long story short I ended up being a graphic designer um, I was always the kid that was handing in like D minus papers but like <laughs> But, but the page layout was always like a plus you know like I, I was I'm a firm believer in like putting a you know your best foot forward in terms of design so um but from there I kind of jumped from like that into I found myself like with a bootleg version of photoshop early on in my career yes. and uh I would just spend my time designing posters for bands that I liked or bands that my friends were in. Um, and I, I've always kind of found myself like music adjacent, but like I'm not musical. So I, I was just trying my best to like be in a band without actually knowing how to be in a band. <laughs> You're indirectly in some of these. Exactly. Bands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. design. Can yeah. you name some of the bands that you remember? Uh, dude, it was, it was a lot of just like small posters okay. for friends, but like one of my most famous ones, I guess, if you, if you can consider this famous, there was this band girl, up that I really love from Texas called Play Radio Play. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, you probably you, yeah. Sure you were probably there. I saw them at Green Street several times. Um, <laughs> but he posted on like MySpace years ago. He was like, "I need a poster for this upcoming tour," and I had this like kind of poster design that sort of existed and. I was like, hey, why not? So I just kind of sent him a message and was like, you can use this art if you want to. And he actually used it for his tour. No way. Okay, which album was this? This was around the time he put out Texas. Okay, so it had the, I think it was a, was it, 
Was Texas in green? It was and... like a light series of light bulbs that made like the outline of Texas on the cover. Yes. Yeah. So you made that. I didn't make that. I made a poster for that but tour. For the tour. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that album cover in my head. Yeah. Because I remember I saw him on that tour, yes. touring that album. He was in Green Street. I, I think he played with uh, the Secret Handshake. I can't remember. Secret Handshake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was one concert. I saw them again at another time with Hello Goodbye. Okay. That He's makes a lot. Oh, so. I wish I would have saw that one. Yeah. It was good. So um, another claim to fame. I actually went to that Hello Goodbye concert. It was actually the night of Obama's election, like oh, when he became president. Oh, nine. And they were like showing it up on screens, like the election results or whatever. And in between songs, Hello Goodbye would be like, where, like where's the election at? And for some reason, they like singled me out, like of the crowd, and they were like, "You, what's going on in the election?" Oh, and I was kind of oblivious, and I was like, "I don't know." And then he was like, they kind of started making fun of me. But then, like throughout the night, that kind of continued, where they would like keep singling me out and like it's making like, jokes <laughs> about me at my expense at that concert. Yeah. And then finally, they were like, "Does anyone have a good joke to tell?" And as like a 23 year old kid, just trying to capitalize on his like 15 minutes of fame, I raised my hand, and they were like, "Come on up and tell the joke." No way. And so I told a joke in front of Green Street uh, and at a Hello Goodbye concert. <laughs> that was like probably the most famous I'll ever be, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Adam is a celebrity. I'm not, but. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> That's amazing, man. So yeah. you made the the the, the um the tour poster for Play Play Play, which back then was huge. I'm yeah. sure your body was like, oh my god, this is crazy. This is not real. This yeah. is wild. Um, so you went from there, and what age were you around this? Time? 23, 24, somewhere around there, I think. Okay, and yeah. were you pursuing this seriously then? Or were you in school? What yeah. was your life like? At that time, I was actually at Guilford Tech um, getting a degree in graphic design and advertising. I love when people come on here from community colleges. Yeah, dude, totally. It makes me so happy. Absolutely. I wouldn't even see G, but it's, it, you get the same education at a, a, a sure. community college. And people always talk smack on community colleges, but you learn so much. You learn the same stuff. So you right. studied there. I did. So tell us about that experience and how that curriculum was set up and what you earn a gain from that. Yeah. Um, it was a, a good experience. I really enjoyed it. I actually kind of went to Forsyth Tech early on to get like general education because I actually thought I was going to be a teacher getting out of high school, um, but oh. kind of p- transitioned into design um, later. But uh, the program is kind of, it's very like all encompassing. You sort of get like a pretty like wide range of things. Like you've learned like programs like InDesign, Illustrator, and Photoshop. Um, and then you also get some classes about like design thinking and then also you cover things like typography and then i even had to take like a two two classes on photography as well so it was kind of like a very well-rounded sort of experience of like kind of gaining a lot of like general creative knowledge and like it was kind of like they gave you the tools and then you kind of went out from there and explored the area so it was cool no way so would you say it was was it was it pretty hard was it difficult what do you think or did it pretty um, easy i think it going? could be very hard i mean like it was two years and you didn't get summers off so oh, like so it was kind like... of like it, you were in and out in the program and like i mean it, it was two years but it was like you know it felt like three or four um oh, but um if the program could be very challenging at times um it wasn't like the like i don't know i don't want to paint a picture that it wasn't difficult you know but <laughs> yeah. like you know it, like i think for me going into it i was pretty passionate about design at the moment and so like i was just like really ready for it it was actually like i know i mentioned i was like a d minus student in high school <laughs> but like as soon as i found my way into design i was like on the dean's list and like you know kind of like that sort of thing where i was like i was yes. interested and like mentally very engaged with it and so i like you know i didn't mind working until like midnight on projects or something like that it was you, something i was looking forward to so. you know what a, that has to be amazing to be in college and be like actually enjoy doing this yeah i'm <laughs> being up for hours and hours and doing this that's a 
That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and you say you want to be a teacher at first when yes. you were leaving high school. Yeah. So <laughs> did you want to be like a, uh, art teacher? Uh, not necessarily. I kind of just like, it was honestly something that I felt like people were kind of pushing me towards from my school. Um, they like, um, it was kind of a weird sort of relationship that I had with like my guidance counselor. She like, I don't know, I won't get into it, but like, you know, she just kind of, I don't think she really knew what I wanted to do. And to be completely honest, and when I was in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to okay, do either, yeah, yeah. but I had like this, like, I think people had identified that I had like this sort of natural gift with like kids and stuff. And like, I could like, I actually was a daycare worker in like high school and college. So, yeah. um, but so it kind of felt like a natural next step. I could be friendly and like play around and I like to goof off. So I, I think I just wanted to get into like teaching because of like the relationship of it all, you know, where like I, you know, sculpting young minds or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I actually got that job at the daycare and that's actually what kind of told me like, maybe I shouldn't be a teacher because like I got into it and kids are great, but like also <laughs> like, I was like, I don't think I can do this every day for my entire life, you know? So, I, and that's kind of when I pivoted more towards design. I still kind of have that natural like teaching thing though. Like at times I've been like mentors to other designers and like, I'm just always so ready to like teach them and help them kind of learn things. So oh, cool. that's been like, I, I feel like that's like more of the rewarding part of it, honestly, where I get to like kind of connect people and show them things and like, we can kind of bounce things off of each other. But Sweet. Yeah. So you yeah. can still kind of, you know, practice that, you know, I guess that, that itch you have to teach mm -hmm. and doing it more of a, with adults. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. More responsible. Kids. You can be more friends with them, you know, that kind of thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So you're in the curriculum. So with design, mm -hmm. are, what did you, in your mind when you were in college, what did you have an idea of what you would be doing with design? Because obviously you can do a lot of different things in yeah. that industry. So did you know you wanted to do more work with places like Google or US, do US design as well, or work with Hopscotch, what, what did you have in mind of doing? Yeah, I think initially I thought I would end up in some sort of like advertising capacity, because mm, um, yeah. that's like a big part of it. And honestly, that was kind of what my perspective of it was, was like, I'll get a degree, get into advertising, and that will be my job. Um, but I kind of actually interned at an agency out here in Greensboro called Trone, um, Trone okay. back in the day. and. Um, I could, that was more of a traditional advertising agency. And I realized like in during that experience that like it maybe wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I've always sort of gravitated towards branding, um, like logo mm. design and things of that nature. Yes. And yes. Um, that like, you know, even coming out of the program, like people frequently pointed to that as being like more, one of my stronger suits. And I kind of agreed. And I also enjoyed it because branding for me has not that advertising is not, but like branding for me feels a little bit more like traditionally artistic. There's always kind of a concept behind it. And I like that part of like, coming up with a story and sort of creating visuals around that and like creating that sort of brand experience. Um, yeah. So that like, once I kind of learned that advertising maybe wasn't it for me, I kind of transitioned more into design, like branding and interactive work, uh, which is actually kind of like what I started doing when I went on uh, full-time at Airtype, uh, kind of out of college, so, yeah. Yeah, so you went from GTEC, you had internship obviously, yeah. to Airtype. N actually, no, uh, I have, there's like three things between oh. internship and airtime, but yes. it, it all happens very quickly. And okay. it's actually kind of funny, honestly. Um, well, I'll tell you the story, which, uh, <laughs> yes, please do. We're the audience. We're the audience. <laughs> so I got out of 
uh, I graduated from college, uh, had my degree, and I was just kind of floating, like trying to figure out what to do. And uh, one of my instructors reached out and was like, hey, this place reached out to us and they're looking for designers to come on their team. Uh, we think you'd be good for it. Why don't you like kind of apply? And I was like, awesome, I will go for it. So uh, I applied for this job, not really knowing what I, it, like the thing was in general. Uh, through a series of interviews, I realized that what I would be doing was working in-house at this company that made socks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in like Moxville. And um, I remember going out for like two interviews and kind of being like, okay, th- I, I could make this work. And it was only a three month period. I was actually just coming on for three months to replace someone while they were on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got the job and they were like, you can start on Monday. And so I was like, awesome. And I was just excited because it was like, you know, big adult job. Let's go do this. Um, and so I remember going in for my first day. And um, to paint like a picture, I'm walking up to this like very brick building, no exterior windows. I walk into like this little like corridor closet room where like there's like a window with a receptionist and there's a chair from like the 1990s and there's a dying fern in the corner. And it's just like me and I'm kind of like, hey, I'm here for the first day. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the lady just kind of like very unentertained, like buzzes me in. I walk in, go to my job and like I sit down at my station and my like then boss comes over and he's like hey we're gonna have you kind of work on this uh design and he helps me has me pull up this very low resolution png that says uh it's two margarita glasses like clinking together and like kind of splashing out and then like above it it says like it's five o'clock somewhere and he's like we're gonna like we're gonna have you vectorize this and we're gonna put it on tote bags and it'll sell to like women in their like 50s and i was like okay i went to college for this and apparently this is what graphic design is (laughs) Um, and I'm, I'm trying my best to just be like, this is it. Like I, you know, just like keep your head down, you'll get, gain experience to this and it'll be great. Right. And so but like, I'm sitting there and I'm kind of tracing this design and he's like, Hey, we're going to go have a quick meeting. You should just come join. You can meet the team and we'll talk to you like the week or whatever. And I was like, okay. So we're sitting in this meeting. It's me and like a series of other designers and like the guy that hired me. And they're all talking about like how they're going to design like Thor socks and <laughs> dinosaur socks and all these other things. And like I'm in this call, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting a call on my phone during this meeting. And I'm just kind of like in my mind, like sort of like zooming out and just being like, is this like what I want to do? I don't really know. But I was just kind of telling myself like three months and then, you know, you can move on and do something else, you know. So while I get this phone call in the meeting, I'm like immediately I head to the bathroom after the, the meeting's over and I pick it up. And it was uh, this other agency in Winston called the Russell Agency, which I'm not sure they're around. I Googled them oh. recently, but they left me a voicemail and they were like, hey, we want you to come freelance for us. And I was like, I immediately called them back and was like, hey, I would love to come freelance for you. When do Please. you need me to start? And they were like, Monday. And I was like, okay. Cool, I'll be there. And so I hung up the phone and I walked back into the office where I was working and I walked over to the guy that hired me and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry to do this, but I don't think this is going to work out. And I left. You just left right there? I, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I worked there for 25 minutes. I didn't sign paperwork. I didn't get paid for that time. I, mo- <laughs> I felt really bad, honestly. Like, and like the weird part about this is like I like later that weekend like the, like on Saturday I saw that guy at Chipotle and I was just like oh my god I gotta get out of here. Um, no, you did it. But yeah, like I think the like I'm hesitant to tell that story because I think people it, like paints a picture of me just being very inconsiderate, which I will be honest, I probably should have at least finished that one work day and then told them. But I don't know. There's also a part of me that was like I knew instinctively in my gut like it wasn't what I wanted. This wasn't it. And instead of kind of playing around with it, I just kind of said like I. Did I think I just need to pursue other opportunities pretty quickly. And 
I think that was a good decision in the long run for my career. I think I could have stayed there for three months, been brought on full time, and like that, I could have just been the sock guy. But I mm. think because I was decisive in that moment, I think you know I, I don't look back and regret that decision as much as I feel like I probably should have been maybe a little cooler to them when I was leaving. <laughs> you know, I mean, you get the opportunity to phone. You start Monday. It's like, what's the point of me being here for the rest of the day? Right. I'm leaving regardless. Right. I get that. If I was if, if I was the person you told, like, you know what? Yes. I yeah. mean, why would you why, why stay here? You're not going to care. Yeah. You know, um, that's hilarious. What are you describing your, as a dead fern in the corner, <laughs> the 1990s chair? I'm like, oh, that sounds like prison to me. And, and honestly, it kind of felt like that. Like, there were no windows in the office space. It was all just, like, fluorescent lighting. And, like, I'm not, you know, like... This is like the most millennial thing I'll ever say, but I just really need like natural light in my life, you know? And I was just like, man, I don't want to be in this like box like forever, you know? So, it sounds horrible. Uh, yeah, so I quit that. I freelance for the Russell Agency for like two days. Then I freelance for another place called Wilson McGuire, but then I ultimately kind of landed at Airtype um, for years. So, when they say come freelance for us as a contract job mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying so you go and work for them you said for two days is that yeah and that i didn't know how long that period was going to be um and i think they were just kind of like testing me to be completely honest gotcha. and, like okay. to, to kind of see like what they were like what they were dealing with and i it only went on for two days so clearly they weren't super impressed with what they saw which i understand i was kind of you know i was green so i get it um but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then when freelancing for wilson mcguire they actually told me like it's going to be a week just come on you're kind of just replacing our our designer while he's out on vacation so that was kind of the situation really and then you said that was also temporary as well yes so between those two well i guess three mm-hmm. um you found airtight yes okay so how did you find airtight uh, this is, I was, I don't take career advice for me, but I actually, <laughs> <laughs> but why not? All right. Like, so, um, getting out of college, I was like, I need to start putting out feelers and just kind of getting it out there and like letting people know that I exist. So I actually went with, like, I Google searched graphic design, Winston-Salem, Greensboro, all these other places. And I just like found email addresses for like literally anyone that was kind of in this realm of design. And I spent an entire day just emailing everyone oh my God. and, um, then finally, in my like wisest idea, I was like, man, I'm having to basically send the same email to like all these different studios. Why not just kind of like double up and like just like blind carbon copy everybody? And I didn't know at the time that when you send someone a blind carbon copy email, it tells you that like other people were included on it. Oh. So I just like blind carbon copied a bunch of studios and was like, hey, I'm a graphic designer, hire me. And then, uh, but I think Airtype might have been one of those ones where I was like, I, I got to take this one pretty seriously. So I like actually like emailed them, I think, pretty personally. Separately. I was like, I would love to come work with you guys because yeah. um, they were like one of the few studios in the area that I was like inspired by. And I like I. Um, yeah. So when they actually reached back out to me and said, like, we're interested in hiring you, I was actually like really stoked because they were like option number one for me at the time. And I was like, here we go. This is going to be fun. So I was the, I think, fifth employee of like a very small office at the time. But yeah, yeah. very intimate group of people. Yes. Very small at the time when I got brought on. Oh my gosh. So were they, does that adver- I've heard of advertising, it advertising design agency. Yeah. I would say they kind of lean more branding and interactive work at this point. Well, good. Um, yeah, but one. they, like, we always kind of told people like we could do literally anything, which I think was pretty true. Like we, we dabbled in advertising and all sorts of other stuff. Merch design was a pretty big piece of it because we had Camel City Goods sort of connected to that as well. Yes. Um, so yes. yeah, I mean, we were, we always kind of pride ourselves on being like the jack of all trades of like studios where it was just like, we didn't really like to define it we would just kind of like advertise ourselves as like creative people that were just like capable of doing a lot of cool stuff and uh that was kind of but yeah i think at the time when i was brought on there was like a pretty big emphasis on interactive work i remember like 
Brian, the owner, and another guy named Matt Taylor were really just like, like it felt like they were like masters of the craft in terms of like interactive mm. work. And I was like almost like kind of out of my league because it's like I, this is at a time when like design or websites were not what they are now. Like you didn't have to think responsibly. It was just like like you know kind of nine sixty grid, and you kind of like you had to look at it on desktop or it didn't work basically but also phones at that point were still technically flip phones which i'm really dating myself here but i was gonna ask you that as well, <laughs> you've been doing this for 10 plus years 10 plus years yeah so this is yeah this is like 2012 maybe even before that yeah 2010 was kind of when i graduated and like so i've been doing this for 12 ish years basically. that's amazing that was a completely different landscape the smartphones weren't really a big thing back no. then like you just mentioned um so you wouldn't be doing things from mobile. No, you <laughs> Yeah. Holy moly, that's impressive. That's awesome. Yeah. I love talking to people who were kind of from that time period because, I don't know, there's a certain appreciation being able yeah. to do it back then. I feel it was a lot harder to get out there back then, you know, mm-hmm. as far as spreading your rings. Like, hey, I'm a graphic designer. Now it's easy because you got Instagram, you got all this other stuff. But back then you're like, hey, you're sending emails. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're not selling uh, you're not sending Instagram DMs, you know what I'm right. saying? Right, yeah. I think it was literally like Twitter and Facebook were the thing at that moment. I don't even think nope. Instagram existed at that moment, so yeah. Yeah, no. uh, yeah I don't think it did. I think, I think it came, I think 2010 is when it kind of peeped out. Into, right. You know, it was like, oh, this is a thing. And everyone's like, what is that? Yeah, that I was back when it was still just like, you know, really overly affected photography. You know, where it was just like you're posting photos of your coffee and it's like vignettes and all that other and stuff. All terrible over filters <laughs> and yeah. all that. And whatever that opposite went on to be something insane. But, yeah, for um, sure. Wow, that's amazing. So you're air typing. You're having a good time. You're doing what you want to do. Yeah. So can you explain what is interactive? Interact- yeah. Um, what did you say? Interactive, interactive work is work, like, yes. yeah, it's, it's like kind of it's a fancy way of saying web design basically okay. uh, yeah yeah yeah. Gotcha. but like you know we're just it, it's a lot more than web design i think like you know like there's a lot of people that kind of like associate like web design with like kind of what you can get out of squarespace and that is like technically in the interactive world but in like you know outside of that like it's a very it's like its own discipline within the design world you know like there are people that are like specializing in interactive work and like the way that they approach projects is just so different than how you would approach branding or advertising mm. because it, it is like a whole you have to like you know research and like study people and like their their habits and then like you know creating like web flows of like you know how will people like come to the site what will they interact with first and like it it can get so in depth and like so when you specialize in interactive work you're really kind of like really specializing in like all these sort of like user flows and like you know screen design and like kind of like maximizing like roi and like seo and all that other stuff it's a whole discipline of things that i could go on and on about but yeah <laughs> basically just web design it's kind yes of okay yeah. the first time you're hearing that term okay i don't remember yeah. that now yeah 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 so there they did and they did that and branding there yes. as well yeah so oh my gosh branding is so complex i remember looking to I had a rebrand on the free pizza probably like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how in depth the designer got with me. I didn't, yeah. I, I'm thinking like, let's make a logo. I mean, I don't right. know if you rebrand. It's like, nah, we need to make a, and he asked you these questions, how you want the logo to feel, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I guess you like that process. I love that process. No, do you really? Yes. So I guess so. with the air type, so he tells me some of the highlights of your time there and what you worked on and yeah. kind of how that worked out for you. Yeah, we... We worked on a lot of stuff. Um, I remember, like, you know, in Winston, you can't not touch tobacco and things of that nature. Um, yes. But um, yes. we started to kind of, like, really kind of focus in on, like, Winston-specific stuff for a while. And, like, we got connected with um, the owners of Hoots Beer Company at that moment. So you worked for Hoots. Yeah, yeah. So I designed the original Hoots logo. Um, but then... Oh! 
And then I, uh, <laughs> that was like, that was like a really big turning point in my career, actually. It was like one of the first like few projects where I was like, I'm like, like, not that I hadn't done work that I was like proud of, but like that one for me, it was like, it felt like a, a really solid, like sort of like first project out of college kind of thing. So That's yeah. That's crazy. Was cool. So you did it through, through Airtype. Yes. Through Airtype. Yeah. Um, and, um, so Hoots was a good one. We, we did a lot of other stuff like you said like we did wrangler that was actually kind of more towards the end of my time at airtight but um you know we we worked with them to kind of brand this sort of new line of jeans where they were using specific cotton from specific states to create jeans so oh, like nice. there was like a north carolina jean a georgia jean a tennessee jean and like texas and i think alabama and like all like they use cotton grown in those states to create pants and so we like because of our Campbell city goods connection where we we're kind of like creating all this like sort of city specific artwork they reached out to us to kind of help them sort of tell that story of like jeans made in uh each different state so we helped them brand it and like we designed like packaging for it and all this other stuff which was really fun and oh my gosh. um some of the other stuff though that like i really like and this kind of speaks to like the heart of like brian who is the owner of airtype but like he's always kind of like helping winston and it, like I've never seen someone who's like as passionate about like helping a city like kind of like find its like pride you know because he's just like a really solid guy who wants to put like his like like really just put his mark on a city that he loves and uh, so he would help like almost anybody we we worked with this one place called the Bethesda Center which is like a it's sort of a homeless shelter but it's like so much more than that they're like it's more of a holistic approach of like helping people like find places to stay and like live safely and then also like helping them kind of get back on their feet but not just like finding a job but like also like going through the process of like owning a home and all these other things and it's just like a it's only like i think every community needs and they needed a new logo and brian was like we'll do it you know and so being able to work on those kinds of projects too i mean like it's fun to do your beer and it's fun to do like your you know jeans but also it's really cool to like be involved with like something that feels like really meaningful to like one specific community and like Winston Salem was kind of that and Bethesda Center was a really cool project to work on there so oh man yeah it's it's all kind of all over the place but like those are some highlights that kind of come to mind Wrangler Hoots and um, yeah. a couple other things it's very fulfilling work it seems like you're, I can tell you're very very passionate about yeah it. and then also Hopscotch we did Hopscotch years ago um, that was like yeah, um, yes, yes, I, we yes. got we did hopscotch and we got to go. I got to see Saint Vincent and. Uh, oh, what year was this? Because I we may be there. I, I was working for hopscotch. I was shooting oh, really? the nice. shows. I'm trying to think. I think I cause I think I saw that show. Okay, did you see Spoon as well? Because they came on right after Saint Vincent. No, I didn't see Spoon. <laughs> I can't remember what year it was. I think it was like 2013, 14, maybe. I don't know. Okay, it's it been sounds a while. about right. I know, I, was, I know, it was, I was after I graduated from college, which was 2014. I think it was for, I think it was that year. Okay, because I worked for a magazine here called Amplifier. I think cool. we also, we because we got hired to do um, hopscotch. Nice. Um, most of our staff stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, hopscotch is an amazing festival. Yeah, yeah. So we did the logo for them uh, that year, and we got to go, and it was honestly really cool just to kind of see Saint Vincent. I can't remember the other bands I saw, but it was. A, a really cool experience probably a bunch of good bands hopscotch always brought some good bands. always good stuff yeah for <laughs> sure i think it was like sun kill man was on the ticket and i think the war on drugs was there that year it was yep. really cool so yep. i remember this yes I remember, <laughs> I remember the poster for that show for that for that year too nice man good times yeah it was fun um so i'm wondering you being a part of a team when mm-hmm. the brand work was it i'm not telling you hopefully this is not you know gonna shed any bad light or anything but i'm just curious is mm-hmm. it hard working with the bunch of people doing the same project is that how it used to work or was it one person per project or how, how did it work yeah in the environment? um yeah we it was kind of like we had a team of people we had, i worked with several designers um 
and I like kind of was sort of the lead of that, but it was actually usually pretty easy, seamless to kind of get through the process. Um, we would always kind of like sort of position like one person um, on the project and then they would like, I would kind of oversee and then they would bounce ideas off of other designers. And we just tried to keep the, the process pretty loose, you know, where like they could kind of communicate with each other. And uh, if a designer needed help or he was stuck on something, he could always reach out to another designer and they would kind of communicate through that. Um, and they could always kind of bounce ideas off of each other. So I don't think it was necessarily too hard. I think like the sort of core of it all was like, you know, any good branding project starts with sort of like a guiding principle or like a, a problem to solve. And um, one of the things I had to learn as like an art director slash senior designer was like to kind of remove myself from that, like that, that thing. Like I had my perception of how to solve the problem, but like I had to let the team of designers that I was working with also have their solution. And then like I kind of had to boil it down to like almost like the brass tacks of it of like, is this solving the problem for this client? And if they were, then I kind of had to remove my own perception from it and let them kind of expand. And that kind of gave them ownership of it I think they kind of felt more involved and I think that was like a really necessary process it was hard for me to learn that like because I like I think every designer has like that thing like oh it'd be so cool to do this you know yeah. but like to kind of remove yourself from that and say like hey I think that like I, I had to really almost just kind of only point out the things where I was like I don't know if this is working but I think everything else is and trying my best to kind of like kind of push them in that direction but I was lucky enough to work with a bunch of very talented people uh one of the guys is elephant in the room now uh and he's a good buddy of mine and then um one dude moved back to florida and he was cool too and he's like a lettering master and then a, a, the other guy oh. is like out in seattle just absolutely crushing it i'm sure i haven't talked to him in a while i should reach out but yes, yeah good guys out. i always like the people that i work with like I, and i felt really like honestly so lucky to work with who i got to work with at airtype like it felt like everyone went on to do cool things like one of my friends worked on the biden campaign and oh wow um like yeah and she's super rad and another buddy of mine works for psychology today now and i don't know it's just like i'm, I'm always <laughs> wow, just like you guys are so cool like i feel like i'm just like i don't know i'm not personally responsible for any of that but i just like i'm always just like a big champion like of my friends doing cool things and it seems like everybody there was doing something cool now so yeah, yeah. i mean you were definitely part of the journey man for sure so, so you definitely <laughs> had an impact on that for sure yeah so all those guys that's amazing I, I, I us sitting here i can tell you're part of very great work I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you have your moments where you had to get things done, but like, uh, it seems like you're a very great person to work with. So that's very awesome. Um, so you mentioned that Hoots is kind of one of the last things. No, you said Wrangler was one of the last yeah, things yeah, to, yeah. before you before you left. Yes. Um, so maybe talk about kind of your 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 way why why you left and yeah. you know you going freelance. Uh, so I actually left to take a job in Charleston. Um, but the reason I like started to look for something else was, um, I had been at Airtype for eight years. Um, and while I like really loved it, um, I just was kind of ready for something new. My wife had just gone back to UNCG and she was graduating from grad school. And we kind of found ourselves at this like moment of just like, what do we want out, out of the next few years? And, um, we had both sort of had this like curiosity to know what it would be like to live outside of Winston. And so I started looking for jobs in other areas and found a job at a studio called SDCO Partners. It's kind of more for formally known as like Stitch Design Company, but um, mm. they are like, they were, I've always kind of admired the work from afar. So when I saw them posting about job opportunities, I was like, I gotta jump on this. And uh, so I actually reached out and uh, got a job there. But I think it, the reason really being just kind of like, I was both my wife and I were both looking for something new to do and to like experience a new thing. Um, so we actually moved at the end of 2019 to Charleston 
so I could take that job down there. Um, wow. And if you're kind of keeping up with the timeline, we moved like right before the pandemic. But say, that's what I was going to ask you about. <laughs> that's what I was asking about. Wow. Yeah. So you made me jump to Charleston right before the pandemic, like you just said. Yeah. So. Yeah, just talk, take take us through uh, that roller coaster because yeah. I know it could have uh, been uh, <laughs> the smoothest ride. Yeah, so I mean, when you're when when one of your goals is like moving to a new city to like make new friends and find like a maybe like a, a cool new life, not really starting a new life, but you know, just like looking for new like experiences. It was difficult when you know you lived out in the wild in Charleston for like what felt like maybe four months before like going basically into quarantine for the better part of the next year. Mm. Um, and both, so my wife and I, our life just became our seven hundred square foot apartment, and uh, oh. like we were just kind of like slowly <laughs> losing our minds together, you know. Um, and it was just challenging. I think we like we started to just like go on a lot of walks. I picked up running during the pandemic because I was like, I just need to get out and like do something with all this energy that I have been up. But um, it was, I don't think anyone could have seen it coming. And so I just, I chalk it up more or less to a, a really big learning experience of like moving to a new city and then like quarantining in a completely different area. And we just found ourselves kind of like really missing that connection that we had in Winston. Um, and so that's actually kind of like how we all ended up back here. But yeah, that experience of like living in Charleston for basically like a year and some change through a pandemic basically was like not like the top 10 experience of my life. But at the same time, I learned a lot from it. So I'm grateful for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's yeah. I'm like so positive about it. You know, it's <laughs> kind of have to be, you know. Yeah. Um, so but did you were, were you able to work at the place you got hired? Yeah. Yeah. So I we I saw, you know, I worked for them for like, I think, five, four or five months in office and got to know their team there. And they were all great, too. And um, but then like around like February, we had we all I remember we all went out to lunch and then we came back and then the owners were like, hey, so there's this thing called COVID and we might need to start like closing the office down and we might have to start working from home. And so from like February until like June of next year, we were basically just working from home oh, in Charleston. Um, and they were starting to go back into office as I was leaving my job there. But um, yeah, it was just like, it it was bleak for a while. Uh, just kind of like, I don't know. I felt like I was in a very strange place. I didn't mm -hmm. really know, like we didn't have like a rhythm, you know, and it was just, a, it was challenging for all of us. But I did like working at that job. Um, you know, I got to work on a lot of really cool projects there as well and I got to learn a lot of new things uh like I really got into the like weeds of like print production and stuff like that with them and really kind of like got to sharpen my skills as a brand designer there as well because that was a majority of the work that I was doing there and um yeah it was a it was a good experience the free pizza podcast is proudly sponsored by lucky house mfg lucky house is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry they offer high-quality custom printing services, including apparel printing, graphic design, promo goods, and embroidery. Visit www.luckyhousemfg.com to get a quote and to learn more. Hey, y'all. It's Ashley Johnson, and you're listening to Free Pizza. That's awesome, man. So you, your print, I guess, skills are developed there. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I had some experience at Airtype with print, and, like, it's kind of hard to be a graphic designer without, like, any sort of real knowledge of it, but, like, uh, SCCO was just, like, they kind of were very heavy in, like, sort of, like, a lot of really premium print methods that, like, I felt lucky to kind of be, like, next to, because, like, a lot of people were kind of, like, always sort of, like, you can get business cards printed for 50 bucks, right? But, like, <laughs> but, like, if, like... 
uh, SCCO would always kind of like push to kind of have really premium stuff done. So we were always kind of in contact with letterpress people and like just really kind of like managing that print process and like getting in and out of like the, the weeds of like, hey, what if we did foils on this and like doing like packaging and all this other stuff. And it was like a really cool experience of just kind of learning like and kind of really like honing my skills there in terms of like print and such. So, yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. it wasn't a total loss then? Just no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, not yeah. at all. Like I, I still enjoyed the time I had when I was able to like walk as a free man through Charleston. But uh, it was, yeah, it was a cool experience of just like learning kind of what, like a new thing and kind of, you know, meeting new people, working with new people, learning their process and all that other stuff is really cool. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, it was cool. That's awesome. So were you able to kind of do your own thing or outside of your jobs? Were you able to design for yourself or for other people? Um, not really. Uh, usually just, just because like you're just so busy and like, Doing it's that. kind of like, um, I don't know. It's like, I can imagine like someone who works at McDonald's goes home and wants to make hamburgers, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, but like, uh, yeah, yeah. So like once you're kind of done with your day and like, it's really funny too, because like, I think it's also kind of like a stage of life thing. Like I worked with this girl at stitch and she was very early on in her career and I was so inspired by her because she was just always like so hungry to do like the next creative thing. Yeah. And I was just this like jaded 30 year old guy that was like, one like i'm just trying my best to get what i have to get done done <laughs> yeah and then like once i'm done i would just like to go for a run and lay down you know uh so i don't know it's like that sort of like at, at a period of my life i remember being young and just like so excited to design but uh towards the like you know the past like five years i I rarely ever did work outside of my like full-time thing you don't have boundaries you don't yeah, have boundaries exactly. within your passions you can't you can't do it all the time. It's just yeah. where burn. That's when burnout happens. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely cool. We have, I'm asking that. I was asking that for that reason. That yeah. You, that burns you out. From most of your friends are probably asking you for work all the time, you know, yeah. or even back then or bands or whatever. So Yeah. Yeah. Burnout is definitely a real thing. That's actually kind of why I ended up going freelance um, because I was just like between like the pandemic and like all that that brought on and like just like all this other sort of like unexpected life occurrences you know like i i found myself just very sort of like exhausted you know mm -hmm. um and like i think we all kind of felt that during the pandemic and i think you've you've seen like the great resignation and stuff like that but like when you're like running out like i felt like i was like trying to run away from burnout for a long time and it finally i just like it it caught up to me and like my wife kind of helped me realize like i think you might be burnt out because i think people don't realize it you know like you mm -hmm. you might not understand like what burnout feels like because i think a lot of people are just like i'm just exhausted and i'm kind of like apathetic or something like that but like it's like i don't know it's almost like a light goes out in you and you're just like man i'm just like i, I want to do a good job i want to wake up and like contribute creatively but also like i'm just like in a funk right now you know and so i you know that's realizing that i just felt like i needed to kind of step away and um you know kind of slow down for a minute and kind of develop that itch to design again if that makes any sense um where yeah, I, yeah. I felt like i had kind of let that sort of go away for a little bit so yeah wow so how are you i guess i'm gonna ask, I was gonna ask how were you able to recover from that but i guess going freelance mm -hmm. allowed you to take that break yeah so uh, going freelance allowed me to take a break i'm all like you know i'm, I'm my wife is actually a, a therapist and so i feel like almost oh, I, I almost I, yeah like it's unethical for her to treat me but like she has kind of helped me kind of identify and um help me sort of process a lot of my experience you know and so um i would be sort of remiss to not talk about the fact that like you know I, I did suffer from like depression and things like that so i started to go like see a therapist to kind of you know work through what i was going through and um i like you know i just 
I felt like I needed to slow down and kind of like think about what I was doing because I, I was just sort of kind of on the run and trying my best to like keep up with everything. And I just eventually burnout just caught up to me. And I like, so stopping and pausing felt like the last thing I needed to do, but it was also exactly what I needed to do. Yes. And um, so, you know, just stopping for a minute, taking some time off, you know, getting in like doing therapy and kind of working through and processing a lot of things that I had maybe been trying to outrun. Um, was really beneficial for me. And then I kind of picked it back up about three months after going, um, you know, after stepping away from my job. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you, shout out to your wife. Yes. First of all. Yeah, the real that's, MVP here, really, yeah. honestly. <laughs> but to say, that's amazing because a lot of people don't see that burnout and they, they go into a spiral. Yeah, for sure. You know, which is a very dangerous place to be, but that, that's that's wild. So you end up moving to Winston, back to Winston. Yes. Going freelance. And so when you yeah. left this company in Charleston, did you know you were going to freelance? Was that the plan? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I had kind of, that always felt like the next natural step, you know, 10 years in, you know, you mm. can kind of keep jumping around and that's what a lot of people do. But there was a part of me that just felt like I wanted to to kind of see what I could contribute on my own, you know, and um, just kind of going freelance felt like the next natural step. If anything, it kind of gave me some flexibility in my schedule to sort of prioritize um, sort of like the things I was experiencing between burnout and, you know, other mental stuff going on. But yeah, mm. that was uh, that was kind of my big thing. It was also terrifying because like mm. going freelance is like, I don't know, am I going to be able to make money? And like, you know, am I <laughs> yes. going to find clients, you know? And so that that in and of itself was like its own thing i think uh, you know coming to terms with like the fact that i wanted to do freelance and also not being afraid of it and was just like a, a, a very long process for me um and again my wife the mvp uh was just like i you know she kind of was like i know you can do this and i often say that she believes in me more than anyone else does including myself and like honestly like she was just like i think you can do this like you should go for it and um I kind of, after some thought, was like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, pull the rug out and, like, you know, and just, like, let the universe kind of catch me and whatever this freelance journey looks like. And so far, it's worked out, so I'm grateful for it. But uh, Two years in, right? Yeah, uh, well, no, I'm actually, I'm maybe, like, just coming up on my first year in, like, June. So, yeah, Yeah. but um, I've been lucky enough to, like, you know, I've had friends kind of reach out with projects and I've worked with some other people and it's been you know, no shortage of work, just really kind of trying to find my footing there. So that's amazing. I feel like everyone's always asking me, like, if I know designers. So I can, yeah. I can imagine you getting hit up all the time, and yeah. now I'm gonna probably shoot some people your way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so obviously you had your wife's backing, and you, you know, you also had some self motivation as well. But for people listening who want to go freelance, did you do anything to prepare? Like, did you go get some <laughs> advice from like some like a accountant? Or did you, <laughs> how, how were you able to just kind of like lunge into that? Because obviously, no benefits, no any of this, but yeah, you know, how that work? Yeah, um, not a ton of preparation. Like, not a, so. I kind of had this weird thought around this, but I, I didn't prepare as much as I would like to. But that's also kind of just part of who I am as a person. I feel like I could always okay. prepare, and I feel like that preparation can at times get in the way um, because I think you're like, I, I just need to do this, and then I'm good, you know. And then once you reach that like point where you're like, I'm good, like once I get to this point, that that sort of you know marker moves a little bit and you're like okay now once i do that then i'll go freelance or whatever and i think to an extent there is a certain level of like just kind of going for it with freelance mm, that i've learned yeah um i also don't want to give people bad advice and say like you should just go for it uh because i think you know there there are things like i i had a 10-year career i had connections and i think that that kind of came from jobs oh, that i had and um so, so i think you know 
you kind of just know when the time is right and that's kind of what i had heard from a lot of people it's just kind of like one day you just sort of realize like this is this will probably work out and you kind of just go for it you know um but I did reach out to a couple of people. My dad's actually a financial advisor. So he was like, yeah, so I had this whole series of people. But yeah, my dad was like, you know, this is what I would do if I were you. And he gave me some very practical sort of financial advice. And he was like, but I think you'll be more than fine. And um, I talked to a couple of accountants and, you know, having those sort of things in place is definitely a nice thing to have. Um, but I would say, like, if I were going to go freelance, having a portfolio and a plan <laughs> is kind of the first two things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you had. Yes, exactly. I did yes. have a portfolio. I wasn't just, like, completely just, like, jumping yeah. out there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely kind of have some of those things in place. you got to be able to market yourself. And so right. that's kind of it. Yeah. That's wild. So coming out, you already had clients. You already, you already getting hit up. So mm-hmm. you were good. Mm-hmm. Um how were you able to, I mean, at this point you have Instagram. Did you, was, did mm-hmm. you use that? What resources did you use to maybe even expand yourself even more? Oh, uh, so I'm actually like, I would consider myself like the worst Instagram user of all time. <laughs> uh, like I, before I went freelance, I posted on Instagram like twice a year and I was just kind of like a photo of like me walking through a park or something. That's um, amazing. <laughs> but, um, I have used free, like Instagram to do some stuff lately. Dribble was a big one. Um, Oh yes. I've heard about that. Yeah. Uh, but I actually did a thing over like right around the end of the year last year where these people this studio uh called chutzpah it's two sisters and they own their own thing they were doing this sort of end of the year recap Mm -hmm. and i kind of used that as like a way to sort of like drum up some attention because i kind of and it was basically just kind of like what was your favorite comedy of 2021 and what was your favorite album and all these other things and you just had to kind of create a a social post and then like they would sort of post it on their story and i used sort of their clout to help me gain some i guess and uh so that was like my first ever strategic instagram thing um but yeah posting things on instagram has worked um and i think i've had plenty of people reach out to me through dribble and just like uh, but i would say a lot of it honestly has been word of mouth um but just like having people who know people who know people is kind of the thing that i've used so far Hey, word of mouth is the original um, advertising. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some people, man, if you're a good person, fun to work with, it'll spread naturally. Yeah. You know, um, and I applaud you on that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm talking about your, some of your work now, some of your work okay. you've been doing recently, and totally. maybe your style, because obviously looking through your portfolio, it's all over the place. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. would you say you even have a style, or maybe do you have a style that you like doing more than others? Hmm. Uh, I don't really, I don't think I have a style. I think every designer thinks that. Um, but I, I try my best to be more of a generalist in a lot of ways. I would love to have a style, but I think I kind of pride myself on being sort of a chameleon for people. Um, and the, I think that in and of its core is kind of like what good design can be. Um, I think, um, being able to listen to someone's kind of problem and kind of the goals that they're trying to achieve, it's always nice to not have like a thing you do so that you can kind of fit into their like mm. their sort of goals and their like you know what they're looking for um you know so i do, i do try to keep it sort of a wide variety of things just like not really like trying to fit into too many like you know buckets i, I like to just kind of like fill it out and let the project sort of come to me and sort of explore from there i'm sure i have very common sort of themes that i'm not aware of or like subconsciously i'm putting into a lot of my work but (laughs) yeah i i try my best to just sort of let the project determine what the creative will look like so that i don't like ever feel like i'm injecting myself too much into the work that i'm doing um and so that it's able to sort of be more expressive of the client's vision so yeah yeah yeah, it does your work does flow together it is definitely it's all very different but i can always i can kind of tell it's very uniform yeah i can tell okay okay, this is adam's Adam. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, 
So guys through like your process of making these designs come to life. So say you work for just just take one, uh Fool's Goat. Yeah. Um from an email from them or whatever from you, like with an idea, how does that come to life? Yeah. You kinda got us through. So that project actually came through airtight, but kind of the way that it like the traditional and sort of the process oh. I'm taking on is a Okay, let's do one that you did. Okay, one that yeah, I did. Yeah, so uh, let's do it. Give let's, me one. Let's see. Uh What's on my problem? What's on my my website? I haven't looked at it in a while. Right here. Um. Let's do. This is good. Good. Good dead air for the podcast. Yeah, this here. is good. Um. Let's do like Google Fiber, for instance, right? Okay, yes, yes. Okay, that's okay, a yes. good one. That awesome. one came to me. So, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> they reached out to me. They were looking for illustrators to kind of work on projects, and I, I would not consider myself an illustrator. I have illustrative skills, but I would not consider myself to be like a Kyle Webster or like another like really mm. famous illustrator out there. So, um, but they reached out to me through an email, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do like we're bringing Google Fiber to the Triangle area," and. Uh, we just need art that's sort of representative of our like sort of culture and community down here in like Raleigh, Durham, and um, Chapel Hill. And so I, you know, had a quick call. They kind of gave me the brief on like kind of what they're looking for. And so I kind of had this sort of idea. Like it's like obviously they're looking for some sort of almost like mural esque sort of design that's very big and very graphic and colorful. Um, and then. From there, I just try my best to kind of, I, I research each individual city. So like Chapel Hill and Raleigh and Durham all kind of have their own sort of thing. Like Durham's Bull City, Raleigh is like the city of Oaks, and then Chapel Hill, I think it's called like the, it's, I can't remember what it was. It was something about like the Southern Heaven or something like that. It was like okay. their sort of nickname or whatever. But so I pulled a lot of that sort of stuff into that illustration. So if you kind of look at it, there's like a bull that's kind of a reference to that. There's oak trees, there's um like a, a halo around a cloud to kind of represent chapel hill but then also oh. too within like all that like you know it's hard to talk about that area without talking about basketball because you know nc state Obviously, duke yeah, unc yeah, yeah so it's like tr trying my best to kind of use the knowledge that i have of those places and kind of what's associated with them you know they also want to talk about the community so there's like bikes and kites and just trying to create this sort of like collage of a lot of different sort of representative icons or drawings of things that kind of speak to that area and so that process is just kind of like I created that artwork, sent it over to them. They kind of came back and were like, hey, we love this, but like we need to maybe simplify it just a little bit. So actually the one that's on my website is not the one that got produced. It was just the oh, one that I liked. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it's something in that sort of vein. I had to take out all the cool stuff that I really like was re resonating with, and it kind of ended up being like a much more simplified sort of illustration. But it is on Vans apparently. Anyways, long story short, Yo. we kind of went back and forth through a couple of revisions with them. And uh they you know once we kind of landed on like the final version they paid me and we were good it was actually really funny too the story with that is like i think they were under the assumption that i was from the raleigh durham area and <laughs> really? i like i remember being very upfront with them and i was like i'm from winston born and raised in winston uh never lived there and they were like that's fine you can still work on the project so i, I did it and then like once i my artwork kind of got finished and finalized i got reached back out to by someone that was representing google like a marketing and like sort of like uh, outreach sort of thing and they were like trying to like get info for a, a story that they were putting out and they were like so you're from Raleigh right and I was like I'm not from Raleigh, from Raleigh. and they were like but you were born here and I was like I was born in Winston-Salem and then like they were just like okay well uh we're having a party feel free to come on down and then they just kind of hung up on me and I was like okay it sounds good but like they, you just <laughs> tell the guy was like grasping his straws and I was giving him nothing but I was like I, I can't lie you know so I'm not 
Yeah. Like, I'm not a liar. Yeah. I'm not from here. You're not getting me. Yeah. Like, I, part of me was like, I love Raleigh. It's cool, you know, but yeah, not from Raleigh. But yeah, that was, that's kind of how that process went. So. Holy moly. So was it while getting the, e- was it via email that they hit you up? Email. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you were part, did you think it was real? Like Google, I said, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember being like, uh, I don't know. I almost, I think I almost deleted it because I thought it was just like a newsletter from Google. Yes. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's just trash. But then it seemed a little different. So for some reason I opened it and yeah, I was like, this is hard to believe, but it was real and uh, incredibly validating. So I was grateful for that. Was yeah. it a pretty smooth process of revision and everything? You mentioned they wanted it to be simpler, but was it pretty smooth? Yeah, it, they were super chill. Like the guy I worked with was like really co- cool about everything. He was just kind of like, hey, what if we like it, really the two rounds of revisions, their feedback was just kind of like, what if we simplified it a little bit? And then I'd simplified it. And he was like, hey, what if we simplified it a little bit more? more? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and I think they have one suggestion where they wanted me to add in like a hospital or something, which I felt was like kind of weird but i was like hey you're paying me so whatever yeah well, i guess it makes sense for the big medical right part of exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny how that works because usually i don't know why this maybe it's different for you but i feel like with clients that huge yeah they're a lot smoother to work with yeah then oh, yeah. you're more local almost whatever community this is like why is that <laughs> they're the bigger, bigger budget you expect them to be a lot more uh, harsher, a lot more uh, picky with their stuff. But it's like, oh no, just change this in. We're good. We'll take it. Here's your money. Right. Yeah. But yeah. people is like, no, can you do this, 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 this? And he's like, dude, what? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. No, <laughs> totally. I actually have a theory on that. I think it's because like typically, if someone's like kind of reaching out to you and they're sort of small, they're usually very passionate about their idea. Yeah. And I think that they're like invested. You know, whereas like Google is like this guy. I was probably like one of like a hundred emails like I had to send that day. You know, so I don't know, but that's just my theory. Actually, you know what? I didn't think I did nothing about like that. Yeah. You have a good point on that one. <laughs> now I will feel less less bad when I'm yeah, doing edits. Just, it's just you're working with passionate people at a small level. <laughs> I need this positivity during yeah. my day because usually I'm just like, oh my gosh, how many revisions are they going to see? <laughs> That's wild, man. That's yeah. awesome. So, what was one of your first gigs, kind of jump back and forth, when you were first freelance? What freelance? Was your, yeah. Uh, so, uh, mutual connection between us, uh, Philip Pledger, uh, the Sika marketing director. Shout out to you, Philip. Uh, yeah. Big fan of Philip, uh, and he reached out to me with some freelance work and was like, "We're going to be doing this um, sort of big promotion for our 65th anniversary, and um, we just need to create some artwork around it." And it, similar to the Google project, it was kind of more illustrative in its sort of uh, sort of direction. So he wanted to kind of like his vision for it was like to use a lot of like the space of Sika, which is a really unique spot, obviously with like the Haynes House, but then also like the Modern Gallery. It's like this really cool juxtaposition of like old meets modern but he reached out to me and was like i need some artwork for this like big thing and it was like really sort of like all-encompassing in scope too like he wanted to do like vr which we ended up doing oh and, that's like, crazy yeah and like i love philip because he's like, like nothing keeps philip from dreaming and so he was just like let's just go for it man and so like we were just like I, I think it started with the poster, ended up being t-shirts, ended up being like logos and like advertisements and mailers and VR. And it was like, it was a really cool project. Like I, I loved every second of it. And I think Philip did too. Hopefully Philip, when you listen to this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a really fun project just to work with him. And so that was like one of my, I think one of my first things out of like becoming a freelancer for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. What a super supportive dude. Too. Yeah. That's pretty it. amazing. Wow. So this is, it's crazy. So when did US come to come into play? I see you dabble with that as well. Yeah, I don't like. I don't really like talk about the UX part of it for me. Um, I love websites. I love using them. But I like designing a website for me is like it can be sort of 
it's a lot and i think i always underestimate it like i'm like oh it's a website i'll, I'll knock it out in like a few days but it's like such a whole it's like an in-depth process that like i always underestimate um but airtype was like i would say like 50 50 kind of branding and ux work if not like 75 25 ux work so um we were always designing websites for you know clients um I, we did I didn't design it, but I was kind of involved in like overseeing some of it. But like one of my, the designers on my team did a site for the Avit brothers, which was really oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Johnny Roten. He designed that and he did a great job. Um, yeah, and so right. he got to meet Scott Avit and they went to his whole studio and we, Oh think, really? Yeah. It was really cool. He's so Scott Avit, I think as uh, a really like, talented artists in general like he does like paintings and stuff like that oh i had no clue yeah so he has this whole website that johnny also designed uh but yeah so uh that being said like we were always designing sites for people um i'm trying to think of one that i did we did the hopscotch site years ago yeah, we did yeah, yeah. um stuff for once own chamber of commerce we did stuff for kind of pretty much anyone that was like our big sort of bread and butter was like uh web design similarly at like stitch we did a lot of interactive work as well and i designed things for you know number of different clients on there so yeah, yeah. absolutely so you okay so airtight provided with a bunch of different experiences yeah <laughs> yeah cool. like it was like again jack of all trades we were just all like hands and everything we could get our hands into so and we were never really afraid of the challenge so it was cool that's awesome yeah. okay so back to you uh yes. being freelance yes. by yourself so I'm, i wonder what your routine is do you have a routine every day of how you because everyone's always wondering like i don't know if i should wake up at 5 a.m or what's gonna work for me or what how it works so yeah how, how's your day to day Day to day is kind of like it can be sort of whatever it is. Um, I, I usually let my kind of work sort of dictate it. So sometimes I am up at 5 a.m. working on projects, um, <laughs> which I, I try my best not to do that now. But um, yeah, so if I have a big deadline, I'll usually be up early kind of trying to put like the finishing touches on it before I have any sort of meetings. But typical day, I would say, is like I wake up. I'm kind of an early riser, so I'm usually up at like six or seven anyways. Oh, and okay. I'm like kind of I'll like make coffee and uh, breakfast or whatever and then I will hop on the computer somewhere around nine I'll kind of I like to do a lot of my creative like thought work early in the morning because I find that like by the end of the day I'm usually like this decision fatigue sort of sets in and yes. I'm just like I'd rather just be doing like revisions where I'm just like changing fonts and you know things like that so uh, my early morning is just kind of like I try to spend like the moment between nine and like lunchtime just doing like some of my more like creative work and then if i if that trickles over into the afternoon that's still fine but then uh in the afternoon i'll start to kind of like send emails and um you know kind of poke around with revisions or like get other sort of like small deadlines out of the way but um that is really only dictated by like when i have work coming in i my process is trying to kind of keep like one project coming in one project kind of in the middle and one project on its way out oh, okay that for me seems to work well because it's like I'm not completely overwhelmed um, and I can kind of keep that rhythm going pretty well. But um, yeah, so uh, if I don't have anything or if I'm like ahead of schedule or if I'm, my deadlines are met, then I'll, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll like take the afternoon off and go run or play disc golf or something like that. So, yeah. That's awesome. So you still have, you have some boundaries where you still have fun and yeah. you let loose a little bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. A lot of professional freelancers that are always working yeah. 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., go to sleep, go to eat, and then go back and do it over again. But, right. you know, like, no, yeah. it's still pretty chill. Yeah, and I, I still have days where I'm, like, you know, working until whenever and the project's done. But I, I try my best to avoid that as much as I possibly can, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Like, you mentioned, like, doing more of your, I guess, your more creative work or more of the, the complicated work mm -hmm. in the mornings. Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's a book called Wind that I actually just read. Okay. Um, the Secret Arts of Personal to Perfect Timing. It talks about how some people are work work better in the morning. Mm-hmm. Some work better at 12 a.m. and yeah. so on. So it's funny you mentioned that because I literally just read about how some people work better from that nine to twelve. Yeah. It kind of starts trickling down yeah. <laughs> after lunchtime. Yeah. Like usually about like four, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, like, all right. Computer <laughs> but... screen, iPad. I'm I'm, I'm done with you for today. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. So I guess right now you're still following that. You have probably three projects going right now or mm-hmm. kind of sort of. So are you allowed to talk about what you're working on? Some of it's under NDA. Okay, cool, Other cool, stuff cool. is like I am doing some stuff for Sika uh, at the yeah, moment, which perfect. is not under an NDA, I don't think. Philip, please don't sue me. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, so I'm working on some stuff for Sika. I'm trying to think of other stuff. I'm working with this guy out in uh, California. He's doing this really cool, like, adaptogens like coffee mixer thing that's called like I, I don't, I'll I'll leave it vague at yeah, the moment. Yeah, it, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he's doing some cool stuff out there, and uh, he's a really chill guy. So it's, it's fun to work with people that are kind of just like you know vibing. I think so. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you ever seek out certain companies that you would like to work for and send emails to see if they want any work? I haven't done that yet. I had plans to do that whenever like I kind of got into a good flow this year. Um, mm. I like I have my little document of like goals for 2022. Okay, yeah. uh, and one of those is like identifying clients and trying to like pursue them. But so far I'm just trying to keep the, the work I have kind of in and out. So Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes. Do you ever think you'll get into more making stuff for like maybe to sell prints or do something more more personal work? Yeah, I've always dabbled around the idea of like creating my own fonts and oh, like yeah. other stuff like that. I, I at one point toyed with the idea of creating a like a magazine about mental illness and stuff just because I think it's really cool and my wife is passionate about it and we always talk about it and I think it'd be cool to do something around that but I don't know I I have all these sort of passion projects in the back of my head that I'm like as soon as I find time I'm gonna do them but like so far I haven't had time so <laughs> but yeah fonts would be really cool and I, I've always wanted to try that I've just never been able to so. that's awesome do you yeah. think you ever get to a point where you maybe own a creative studio uh yeah I think about that from time to time um I I like I'm kind of in the early stages of like potentially putting some of that together. Mm. Um, not like anything major, but just kind of like thinking that through like what that would look like um, and kind of wanting to create something that I think is sustainable um, and just like a fun place to work. I don't, I don't really want to have like a big studio. I, I kind of see it as like a small space of just like yeah. like-minded people just kind of doing cool stuff and kind of making that happen. But yeah. Ah. Dude, that's amazing yeah. that's so cool what a journey <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean 12 i guess it was 12 years this year right yeah yeah my gosh that's yeah. crazy so you ever go back to your dad and be like you saying i was a graphic designer kind of worked out yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so he that's, called that one from a mile away so that's wow what a cool dude it seems like for you like you're a graphic designer i'm like yeah <laughs> okay yeah maybe <laughs> yeah yeah for sure. that's cool you you think you'll do some more stuff for bands I've never really had the opportunity to stuff for bands. So bands, if you're listening, feel free. Uh, But I, um, yeah, I feel like I had some friends in bands and I would always like, you know, in college I was always pestering them to be like, let me do your album artwork. And they were always like, oh, we got a guy working on it or whatever, you know. But yeah, it's never really come up. um, And I like, but I would love to. Like album artwork is great. I have like a whole vinyl collection that I never listened to. I just have it for the album artwork. (laughs) But yeah, like I would love to do stuff for bands. I just never have the opportunity. That's awesome. You know what? I think we'll be. I think I'll hit you up then because I'm working on some solo stuff right okay, now. Cool. Um, all instrumental stuff. But I think I, I would. I would like to work with you on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That would be a lot of fun. That would be cool. Okay, we'll be in contact then. That sounds good. Well, cool deal, man. This has been great. Yeah. Yeah. What a crazy journey. If you make it, you make it this 
seems so easy. Like it was so like, yeah, I did this, 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 this. <laughs> it's it's not, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know exactly. I know a lot, there's a lot packed into those words, but it's just like you you make it you're very positive, and I'm very happy to see that despite yeah. all the things that are happening in the world right now. So cool. this is cool, man. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is it, man. Awesome. For, for your journey so far, we, I'm sure I'll have you back on here in years to come when you have your own studio. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, last, lastly, do you plan on staying in North Carolina for? Yeah, I'm here for probably ever. Uh, (laughs) No, family's here. All of our friends are here. And honestly, like moving back from Charleston to Winston just felt like it it was like a warm hug. So I I love this place and I think it's just a a cool spot to be. I love it. I love it. Well, what can we find you on the internet? Where can we we hire you? Uh, Hello, I'm Adam.com. Hello, I'm Adam on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I don't really do anything on Twitter other than just like post stupid thoughts, but feel free to join in. Um, And then, yeah, uh, it's just I'm on Instagram. That's probably my most active thing. But yeah. I love it. Well, please support Adam. Uh, we're gonna take some photos. I'm super excited about that as well. Yeah. It was a very good color palette, by the way. Thank you. I, I was piecing it together. Actually, another shout out to my friend Max Davinsky, owner of Fancy Groceries in Winston Salem. He Ooh, he helped yes. me pick this sweater out. So. Shout out that actually, my neighbor, um, maybe you know him, Andrew Duke. He's a designer yes. as well. He, and he did the Oh, dude, logo. I'm in a Slack channel with Andrew Duke. Oh, really? Yes, I we have this thing called free emotional support and it's like <laughs> it's me and a couple of other freelance buds and we just kind of like talk about like what's going on in our lives. It's kind of a way to like break up the monotony of the day. So. No way, have you ever met him before? I have not met him, but he did the sign painting for them, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes. So I'm aware of him, but I've never met him. Ah, good deal. Yeah. He's across the maybe, maybe he's home. We can say here, here okay. right quick. Yeah. Um, but yo, thank you. Please support Adam. You are for hire. Yes, I am for hire. Yes. Okay, so please hire Adam to do all your work. Look at his website. I'll link everything. Beautiful work. Yeah. <laughs> he's a celebrity. He did it on Supposed to Work for um, Play Radio Play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A very lucrative client for me. <laughs> but yes, thank you for listening. And um, Adam, man, thank you so much. Thank you. Cool. And we'll see you on the next one. Later. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.